0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Man Talks podcast, where we're dedicated to building better men through conversation, connection, and community. This podcast brings together the best thought leaders, teachers, and extraordinary individuals to teach and mentor you on how to be a top performer in life, love, and business. Imagine having experienced mentors with decades of wisdom delivered right to your ears. We talk about purpose, legacy, influence, love, sex, success, and so much more. Don't forget to leave us a review. Subscribe and join the thousands of other changemakers in our community on Facebook or go to mantox.com. So let's get on to today's show. We were introduced to Johnny Berbera through a fan of the show. He said, You gotta check out this pickup artist who quit the industry to focus on self love and healing emotional trauma. We were skeptical to say the least, but when we watched the videos we were sent, everything changed. Now he's a dating and life coach that can teach you how to attract people naturally. No tricks, no lures, no manipulations or pickup lines, just through being yourself, being honest and direct, standing confidently, being the true you. There's a lot of bullshit out there in the dating world, but everything that Johnny is bringing to the conversation rings true to us. We really hope you enjoy. So let's bring on Mr. Johnny Burba. Yes. Hey, Johnny, thanks so much for joining us on the Man Talks podcast. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. You know, we were introduced to you by one of our uh, community members who 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 sent me a note saying, you guys got to check out this guy, Johnny Berba. Um, he has an amazing story to tell. So we're really looking forward to digging into it.
1: I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Before we get started, we like to always ask our guests if they can share with us a defining moment uh, for for them. And I'm wondering if you have one to share.
1: I think my defining moment was when I realized... That I couldn't find my happiness in women. That was a really powerful spiritual moment for me. Bit of a shock as well.
0: I can imagine, and and that's actually, you know, one of the things that drew us to this conversation. Because, you know, from what I understand, you used to be a little bit of a what we call it, sort of pickup artist. Would we would we say? And and I think you've you've had a bit of a transformation and and you're more of a relationship coach, dating coach, and and really focused on um, the true self, the true individual and and using that to increase confidence. I was wondering if you can kind of give us a bit of a a, a backstory on sort of how you got to today.
1: Well, it's a long story. I'll try and keep it brief. It really started off being quite socially anxious, uh, quite shy with women growing up, like most guys struggling been kind of feeling that I had the tools, but I just—I don't know. There's a lot of approach anxiety, <clears throat> so I went on a journey, and uh, it's been ten years now. It doesn't feel it, <clears throat> and I got what you'd say, quote unquote, good of women. I had lots of sexual experiences, I kind of come to a point in my life where I had to be honest and say this is not making me happy anymore. It didn't feel like it was my true self. I taught this to men all around the world, so I kind of got to this stage where I felt quite depressed. Uh, suicidal thoughts. I just felt like I uh, lost meaning in life. And I went more on a sp- spiritual journey and realized it wasn't really my true self going out picking up women to get laid. But I did enjoy it. I learned a lot from it. It just kind of grew from there. and I realized I had a lot of trauma uh, from the past with my dad. All my sort of pain and anxiety linked back to my father, He was quite abusive growing up. So I wanted to start working on those areas, healing myself, facing fears that I've been running away from for a long time, that's that's really how my transformation began really
2: very cool and though so you know going from that industry like what was some of the pieces that actually helped you break free because i know that a lot of guys you know that's where they pick up their sense of self-worth that's where they pick up their sense of confidence you know and they're really trying to to not necessarily fill a void but they're trying to fill something that's missing in their life and so um i'm curious like was there a specific moment that that caused that shift for you or or was it just the culmination? Because I think a lot of people that deal with this, they feel like there should be like one moment specifically that like breaks them free of it.
1: For me, I don't think it was one moment. I think it was a collection of moments. It was just this kind of, I just started to get to a stage where it wasn't making me happy anymore. Uh, getting laid, it was actually making me more unhappy. I started to question things. And I think the whole journey of going out and meeting women, I think it's, um, I think a lot of it obviously comes from uh, the false ego, but I think a lot of it is about finding out who you are. You're really trying to find out who you are. And I, think, I don't think it's a bad thing that guys go out and try to meet women. But I just got to a stage where I thought, I'm not being very honest in my life. You know, I'm cheating on different women. I'm not really happy about the person I've become. I set out quite a naive guy, you know, wanting to find a girlfriend, build more confidence, connect with people, overcome my social anxiety. And I just turned into a person that I didn't really like, in you know, honestly. A lot of people liked me, but I didn't like myself. So I started to do a lot of internal work and work on integrity, honesty, and I feel a lot more happier. So it's just that's just kind of how it happened. It was, a, you know, it's hard to explain in sort of a short conversation, but that's the best I can sort of round it up to.
0: And did you have any um, friends around you that were pointing out that you were? You know, you were going down a, a path that uh, could be destructive or, you you know, that perhaps wasn't your, you know, they noticed you weren't being your true self or maybe there was family around you that was pointing this out or, or was it purely on your own?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because most people around me were in the same, you know, vibrational frequency, not to judge them and take responsibility. So they were actually praising me. So I had a lot of confusion at the time because I think deep down I was very insecure and people found it hard to believe that especially being a teacher and I've been a famous dating coach when you when you announce that people they get quite shocked I think some of their identity is placed in your identity so when you say that some people can feel that you're judging them which I wasn't so it was just a huge uh, transformation but I think if I didn't go on that journey I don't think I'd be the person I am now but to come back to your question I I really feel that the time I was I was on my own there was there was no there wasn't really too much help, but then I got a mentor. I got someone who helped me it really change my life. So, um, yeah, yeah, there was there wasn't too much help at the
0: time. Ah, mentors. We love talking about mentors. In fact, we have a we have an event we're running today that's all about mentors. You know who is who was that mentor for you, and uh, what sort of um, you know value did you pull from it?
1: That was just fantastic. It was an amazing man called Jeff Thompson. We'd had a similar story to myself of, you know, unresolved um, past issues. And I've seen these videos on YouTube and it really touched me, actually made me cry. It really got through to me. So I started working with Jeff and doing a lot of spiritual work. And it's just been an incredible journey doing the two years' work with him. It's just changed everything for me, my relationships with people, how I see myself, how I move through the world, and certainly how I relate to women. One of the interesting things I learned about women is, you know, I learned that you attract you attract the woman according to where you're at. So at the time, I was attracting a lot of women that were dysfunctional, uh, a lot of personality disorders. But I was, you know, I was getting a reflection of where I was in myself at the time. But when I got myself right, healed myself, you know, my my relationship started to change. I started to attract, you know, more honest people into my life. So that's the power of working on yourself and getting yourself right. However, you do that.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And I, I can't help but think that, you know, there's these situations in life where we're, we're working so hard to find the perfect mate, and, and we're, you know, we're dating and, and doing all these things. And then, and then somebody says to you, you know, why don't you just kind of forget about it, let it go and see what happens. And I, I find that a lot of times that is when people end up finding the perfect mate. And I wonder if that just has to do with the fact that they're being themselves.
1: Yeah, I think it's what you said. I think it comes down to be um being brutally honest and there's, there's an element of surrendering. I think when I was going out picking up women, I was getting so much praise from men and I did I did enjoy teaching it, as a part of me enjoyed it. So it's quite hard to let something go and you're getting a lot of validation from it and you're getting a lot of perceived love and people think you're popular. You've got to be honest with yourself. If you're not happy deep down, which I wasn't at a certain stage, you've got, you know, You've got to start questioning things, which I did, but I don't regret doing it because I learned a lot from it. I met some amazing people and it taught me a lot. So uh, for what it taught me, it was priceless.
2: Wonderful. So, you know, you got a chance to be in the, in the dating industry for a while and, and, you know, kind of be uh, a, a leader, I guess you could say in, in certain, in certain areas. Um, but I'm I'm curious as to your perception of you know some of the major challenges within the dating industry today, and and maybe like what's what do you think is wrong with it? Like hey, how is it setting people up for for failure and success?
1: Well, I wouldn't like to say that. I don't want to be judgmental with anyone because I taught it and I enjoyed it. I'm not. I've moved away from the industry now, and I'm not a dating coach anymore. I'm doing helping people more with social anxiety, trauma, and self-esteem. Um, <clears throat> I don't really have an opinion on it. I learned a lot from it. I've got some friends who are in the industry, so that's about as best as I could say.
2: Cool. All right, that sounds good. Um, and so with the transition to the work that you do today to focusing on social anxiety and those types of pieces, what what types of things like carried forward? Like, What were some of the key pieces that you've learned in the past that you are still using today to work with people?
1: I think the key thing I've learned is um, having the courage to be honest. And I think something that's carried through I suppose from my character, maybe I got it from my dad and my family, is hard work. You've got to put the work in. No matter what journey you take, whether it's spiritual, psychological, getting better with women, improving in business, you have to put the work in. And I've seen that, you know, most people, very few people really apply themselves and put the work in because people don't want to feel uncomfortable. They don't want to face fear. So I've learned, you know, putting in the work and being honest with yourself, that for me is repartee. recipe of success um, in what I'm still learning now, what I'm teaching.
0: And what do you think is the number one thing that men struggle with the most when it comes to anxiety and and sort of where do do these anxious feelings typically show up with men?
1: Well, I think it dates back to childhood trauma. I think all anxiety is usually unconscious. So I think a lot of guys struggle because they're in a current state of not knowing who they are and I understand. So they don't really know who they are and they don't really know what to do. A lot of their desires are uh, egoic and they're trying to follow a narrative that has been sold to us by mainstream society. So there's a lot of confusion. I think it's just trying to figure out you know, where the fear is coming from and how they can start improving it. So I think it takes a lot of courage as a man to admit and say, yeah, I'm insecure, You know, I'm struggling, I need help. I think that takes a lot of courage. I think that's an area where men struggle. So I think you know the false ego is very strong. For a lot of guys, it's hard to admit that they're struggling. A lot of guys will blame it, They'll project out and say it's women's fault. Or it's people's fault and really it's always your own responsibility to work on yourself and change your life you know absolutely
2: yeah i mean in in that area of being able to be brave enough to ask for help and support as somebody who's kind of gone through that journey how would you like how do you help other men come to that realization if you can if you're working with them and you see that they're struggling and and you can kind of you get that sort of an intuition that that maybe they could use some support. how do you guide them down that path and and show them the benefits because I think for so many men it's it is a huge struggle, and you know there's a lot of negative connotations around you know being weak and not being you know being less of a man. so what would you say to somebody that's listening to the podcast and and you know kind of feels that way and wants to reach out?
1: Well, like you said, I think for me, it's always about being intuitive of people. But I would just, I just tell people my story. And that's really all I can do. I can only speak from my experience. So, well, this is my story. This is how I felt. I felt like how you felt before. And this is what's got me through it. And then it's, it's for them to start going towards, you know, taking the necessary steps to change their life. So that's really about what I've always done. That's always seemed to help men a lot. Um, and so you have you have a, a training course
2: now that helps to reduce a little bit of social anxiety and just anxiety in in general. Uh, what are some of the pieces that that you focus on within within that training that maybe you can you know give to some of our listeners today?
1: Well, a lot of what I do, it's hard to explain in logical context. Uh, I use a lot of presence. Um, quite um i meditate a lot so when i'm with people if you use a lot of presence and you're very present yourself and you're quite aligned it usually helps them to bring things out that they've kind of been keeping and not really been dealing with if that makes sense if you're with someone they're very present and very silent I usually use a lot of eye contact to sit down with people it sort of breaks them down in a good way and then they they usually say stuff that they need to work on or things that they've been running from So I use a lot of presence, which is spiritual exercise. And other than that, it's just really straightforward. It's just really life coaching and and counseling. I've been doing it a long time, so it's become quite natural for me. Sometimes it's hard to explain what I do in words. It's more energetic, being with people in person. So that's really how I do it, and getting them to bring out things that they're insecure and getting them to work on it. So it's a spiritual process and a practical
0: process. And over the years, uh, have you noticed men as a sort of as a whole, becoming better at, at handling their anxiety? Or is it is it getting much, much worse?
1: Uh, I mean, it's difficult to say because to some extent, I think there's a massive improvement. I think the consciousness is changing. People are waking up spiritually or psychologically. So it's quite difficult to say. I think we're going in a better direction. I think people, there's, there's so much improvement now. There's so many good teachers and courses. And if you go on YouTube, there's so many videos. So I think I think things are actually getting better, actually. I think men are getting better admitting that they have fear and it's you're not less of a man if you've got fear you right you're a human being so it's just finding ways to manage fear better and that's what i've always done for myself and always encouraging my teaching to not not be ashamed if you feel fear you know it's it's nothing to be ashamed of
0: absolutely you know you just mentioned um videos you have a whole range of videos through your through your youtube channel which anybody can check out what's that experience been like sharing your story you know not, not just through you know one-on-one experiences but through uh that sort of a narrative
1: again it's, uh, it's, it's hard to sort of answer that in the question because it's been over five years it's been fantastic i've enjoyed it i've had a great support it's you know it's really just shown my transformation so it's good to show people the proof from where i was to where i got to And I've built a good fan base, good relationship. I'm always really honest over YouTube with what I'm going through and what I'm teaching. So the experience has been brilliant. I think if it wasn't for YouTube, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today in my teaching and in my personal development. So YouTube itself helped me to go over a lot of my anxieties and it seemed to have really touched people in a big way, which I I didn't really expect when I started. So it's been really good.
2: And how how important has been has consistency been on that front? Because I can imagine that building up a, a following and a channel like that, um, consistency and dedication is is probably paramount to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, as you said, it's paramount. It's it's very important. I think it depends on your your style, your model, but you've got to be consistent with YouTube. And the way I like to think of it is how would you act in person I, I try and always be congruent the same person on the youtube not any different if people meet me in person because you know sometimes people are different on youtube it's sort of like a persona i fell into it when i first started but i realized it didn't didn't feel just didn't feel myself so i think being consistent being yourself with the audience and and treating them, you know, as if they were in person with you, that really seems to build a connection
0: through your programs and and through your uh, teachings. Do you have some success stories that you can share with us?
1: I've got loads, but I, I feel I almost feel really cheesy to start saying it. It feels like um hard selling. <laughs> <laughs> I've got loads. There's there's been so many. I'm just especially when i was doing the dating coaching, so doing that for longer. But there's just been so many. I get emails every day with people saying you you transform a life or I'm able to speak to my dad or, or my family or I've got into a relationship. I've overcome intimacy issues in the bedroom, really personal stuff. It's, so there's been so many, right? just so many. I can't even think there's been so many.
2: Where do you think that like men really um, from your work, you know, like you've been doing this for, like you said, five or six years. So you've mm-hmm. probably seen a lot of guys come through the doors that are, that are, you know, struggling with social anxiety and what are some of the root causes? Like, you know, are there, is there a red thread for men that experience uh, social anxiety or, or any type of anxiety? Like, does it date back to their, to the childhood? Is it, is it a relationship with their father? Like, is, are there some common themes that you've that often lead to social anxiety
1: yeah the common pattern and i knew this from myself and i did a lot of research into my own psychology it goes back to a childhood trauma and most of the guys i work with it comes back to the relationship with their father so um i think i really connect with people because i went through it so yeah all social anxiety usually comes from uh, abuse growing up you know being bullied at school being a lot of it for me from my dad was criticism being criticized and being made to feel you know worthless and embarrassed so that gives you a lot of anxiety when you socialize so that's the, the root cause that's what I've, I've found to be true
0: and do you, do you do you find that some of your uh i guess do you call them patients or uh, clients um they they have a, a quicker path to what that uh, root trauma is and some are a little bit more bur- uh, buried
1: yeah, yeah, it's like anything. Some people have got, you know, have got more work to do and some have got less less of work to do depending on how how bad your trauma is and how much it's come from the unconscious to the conscious. Because I think that we've all got trauma even if you didn't have social anxiety. You'll carry pains from the past, which Eckhart Tolle calls pain bodies, and a lot of them are unresolved issues. So sometimes we don't know they're there, and it takes a certain event to happen in your life uh to bring up this pain or just to get a feeling that you've been hiding from something. But I think it's great if we look at our traumas, and this is what my mentor says, it actually becomes a gift. It can be a form of alchemy. So your pain that you've got, you've been carrying your shame or your embarrassment. When you start working on it, you can convert those feelings, that energy into love, success. And that's really, I think, what I'm doing now with a lot of my work. I'm also spiritually continuing to heal myself and help others through my own trauma, pain and the energy. So it can be a very positive thing.
0: I, you know, I know for myself. It's funny. You're, you're, you're at, we're talking about thinking back to some of our childhood traumas, and and for myself, I was quite overweight. I had a lot of acne. I, I had braces, and and no girl would talk to me or touch me with a ten foot pole. And and even even when I was even younger, I remember uh, friends of my sister coming over, and they would jokingly call me. Dump truck, which is awful. Now that I think of it, um, but not you know. I think that that played such a, a major part in my sort of early college life, dating. You know, I just felt so anxious and sort of un unlovable. But it wasn't until I, I I, I did exactly what you teach, and and that is be your true honest self. Um, that the, the the you know the whole world opened up to me
1: and that's it well it's incredible what you've achieved because you've gone through it you know how it feels and i think that's the answer to my teaching it's at some point you've got to be yourself because i felt the same way you did growing up i felt unlovable i actually still felt like that when i was sleeping with a lot of different women i had all all these women around me so it's i think at some stage it's very important for people to be honest with themselves uh, to to clean off this shame or pain or anxiety, and then, and then you can continue living your life and being happy and growing more. So, in the end, it, I think it works out as a good thing. It's been that from case for myself and a lot of guys I work with.
0: And it and it's so freeing once you once you you know sort of shed this this um, anxiety in this past and and. These um, th- this trauma. Once you've kind of broken through that and sh- shone a light on it, it's it's so incredibly freeing. It
1: is. I mean, ha- as you said, how did you feel? How much courage did it take for you to overcome this? It must took a lot of courage because that sort of criticism that can that can create a lot of a story, can't it?
0: Well, and yeah, absolutely. And and to me, I think it showed up not just with women, but also in in all sorts of different social situations. And I guess that was my next question for you: is is where else do you find? You know, men in particular are becoming anxious and, and is this just a dating thing? Is this just, you know, going after men or women? Um, or can can this be applied to any any facet of your life?
1: Well, what I'm teaching, as you said, I'm sure you can uh, intuitively guess it, it helps in every area and it does show up in every area. For me, it didn't just show up in, in dating. And sometimes, you know, with women, a lot of guys can have a performance anxiety, which I did suffer a lot, actually, as a former pickup artist. It shows up for a lot of my clients around their family. I think the people that are close to you, there can be an unconscious fear of abandonment. That's where a lot of anxiety actually derives from. The fear of being abandoned and judged and not loved. So it usually shows up around family. It can show up. It can show up anywhere. It can show up play out in your personality, your behaviors. Because a lot of it comes from the unconscious. Jung talks about the unconscious, uh, you know, the shadow self. So
0: I went through I went through periods in my career where I would have all this amazing success and then I would get to about 80% and I would somehow sabotage it. And I remember my mentor at the time sitting me down and saying, "What's, you know, what's going on? Like you you have all this trajectory that is limitless and then you have a tendency to kind of stop it." And and you know, when you say that word performance anxiety, I can't help but think that that's directly linked to that.
1: Yeah, well what you said is is really common and it sounds like it's the fear of success, which could be termed as the Jonah complex. Right? Mm. And self sabotaging, that's that self sabotaging is a shadow. A shadow is a is a false self. It's right. a part of pain that rises up. This is what Tolly teaches to observe those shadows but not identify them. Because if we identify them then we can we can sabotage our business or relationships. And I've certainly got that shadow myself. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Sorry, observe them but not identify them. Can you just kind of dig yeah. into that a little bit more?
1: Okay, so let's say, for example, I'm going to do a public talk and, and I feel fear before I go and a story comes up and voices say I'm going to make mistakes or I'm not good enough or people are not going to like it. If I identify that, I'm going to create that reality. But if I just observe those, um, that inner voice but not identify with it, that's not going to happen. So you can use that practice in any area of your life. You can literally use that in a personality behavior, in an addiction. So a lot of guys I work with have got addiction to pornography, and they think it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal because it's an addictive behavior. It's what's behind that. So if you get an urge to watch porn, you can feel aroused and feel those feelings, but you don't have to identify. You can tr- uh, transfer those feelings into something more positive, like writing a book, a YouTube video, a podcast, so that's sort of the spiritual practice that I use and I teach, and uh, you know, Tolly amongst many other spiritual teachers teach this.
2: Nice. And so, can we can we just talk about shame a little bit because you, you touched on it before, and um, you know, I think shame is a is a really important piece for a lot of guys that you know are maybe struggling to with their addiction to porn or just struggling with pornography in general, or their relationship to to the women in their life and maybe their sexual activity. So. You know, how big of, of a part does shame play in, you know, men experiencing social anxiety, but also pursuing, um, pursuing women to kind of fill that void, to, to build their confidence.
1: You kind of just answered it in the question, but no, you mean shame, shame plays a huge part. I had massive shame, you know, I had a lot of shame from a father who I really loved because some of the criticism that you said. <clears throat> so for example, myself at the time. I hope you don't mind me being really open here. When I'd get into the bedroom with a woman, sometimes I'd be so overwhelmed that I couldn't get an erection, I couldn't perform because I, I was carrying a lot of unconscious shame. And even though they were really attracted to me, this is when I was really good at meeting women. Sometimes it could just hit me and I just couldn't perform. So I think with the shame, you just, again, you have to come to terms that we all carry shame. None of us are free from shame. Some have it more than others. If we work on it and clean it out, it's actually it's well i think my shame is what made me successful it's it's using that pain to go forward and motivate you if you don't use it that's when you suffer things like depression some people become suicidal they become a a lot of self-hatred they can project that out so it's really using these negative experiences feelings and converting them over to positive energy which is you know it sounds easy when you say it but it, for me, it got to a point a lot of guys I work with where you're just you're so low that you've got no choice. It's either, you know, as a philosopher said, it's either commit suicide or start enjoying your life. So that's, you know, that's the best sort of summary I could give them based on my own experience and from teaching other people.
0: I love that. I love that quote you just you just had there that shame. My shame is what has made me successful. Yeah. That is very yeah. that is very cool. Um, you know, Johnny, we're we're just about ready to wrap it up here. Before we go, we always like to ask our guests some sort of fun, rapid fire questions. I know it's been a bit, pretty deep conversation, but let's let's end it on a on a bit more of a fun note. So are you ready for that? Oh um, let's go. Cool. Connor, why don't you start us off?
2: All righty, I can do that. Okay, so who is, in your opinion, the most influential person of all time?
0: Jesus. Okay. It's amazing we, we we get that response quite a bit um and who would you say is the most resilient
1: the most resilient um mike tyson
0: mm, very cool uh
2: who do you think represents bravery who's the bravest person that you've that you've seen
1: it'll be, be egotistical if i said myself so i can't say me <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's fine um just trying bravery so many, it's hard to say. I'm just going to say mankind because men are so brave. I've met so many men that have so, got so much courage. So let me just say mankind.
0: Good answer. Uh, what is the most underrated trait for modern day success?
1: Honesty, vulnerability. Mm,
2: that's a good one. Uh, and what's one thing that some,
0: some, everyone should experience?
1: Being humbled.
0: If you were to take one book with you on a desert island?
1: Oh, that's a, um I'm not a massive reader, I will be honest. I don't know. No, no answer. Not
0: even Eckhart Tolle.
1: Um, I'm more. I, I prefer watching these videos in in person. Okay. We'll probably. Um, we'll probably take something. I was going to say the Bible, but that doesn't feel true in this moment. Something um, poetic. Something meaningful. Something with love. Cool. Uh, I can't think of a name, but something along those lines. There was a book. Maybe maybe some poems by Rumi. I like some of Rumi's poems. Very beautiful about love.
2: Nice. And then final question uh, is always about legacy. What would you like your last second legacy to be?
1: That's really hard. I feel really egotistical answering this. Um, I suppose the legacy for just being as honest as I could and and trying to help other people making a difference. And uh, probably helping people that have had a lot of anxiety, help them to overcome it. Uh, that that would be that would be nice.
0: Very cool. It seems like you're definitely going down that right path. What's something that you are super excited about these days that you want everyone to know about it? And also, how can people learn more about you, reach out, say hi, ask questions, that sort of thing?
1: Well, the best way to reach me is my website, com. I think it's something that I'm really interested about. I didn't know I was going to announce this, but it feels right. I want to go around to schools and talk to kids who've got anxiety, who have been bullied, and tell them my story, tell them that it's possible to overcome it. Uh, I'd like to do that. I'd like to go into prisons and talk to people that have come from damaged backgrounds and just inspire them, speak to them, just get close to them, show them that I've been through a lot myself. That's something that really excites me. That also really scares me, so it's one of my fears that I'm going to work on overcoming Uh, In the near future, maybe in the next few months, next year. So that's something I'm really excited about, but also scared too.
0: Love that. I love love guys that can recognize their fears, but just lean right into it and and just keep Pushing again, pushing against that door. That's that's amazing, um, Johnny. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, guys out there in the Man Talks world, thank you so much for listening to us. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, wherever you download your podcast, so you never miss an episode. Plus, leave us a rating on on iTunes or Stitcher to help man it forward and get the Man Talks podcast into as many ears as possible. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Catch us next week for another interview as we build better men through conversation, connection, and community together.